Comics. Movies. Music. Video games. Technology. Blu-ray. Television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download at www.audibletrial.com slash outnowpodcast. Over 100,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. That's www.audibletrial.com slash outnowpodcast. Previously on Out Now with Aaron and Abe. You ready to go? You know it. We're going to rush to the starting line and race to the finish line. Damn Skippy. Speaking of Skippy. How about those peanut butter and jellyfish? Yeah. Th- wait, what? And the shrimpanzees. What? The foodables, man. They're crazy, and we're racing against them. Oh, well, well that explains the race invitation. I, I just thought it was really colorful. No, we're, we're definitely racing against food animal hybrids. Good to know. I got shotgun. Damn Skippy. Wait a minute. I forgot my introduction. is out now with Aaron and Abe. I am Aaron, and as always, this is... Abe! Bonjour! Out now is a film podcast as Abe and I are discussing new movies weekly. We also bring in discussion about the latest movie trailers, box office results and predictions, a callback to past films similar to the main film of the week, games, and other good stuff. <laughs> Sorry, I, I, was, I was trying to do that, but it, it's oh, not my thing. I, I, I left my break precariously long just to see if anyone would chime in. Uh, this is episode 122, two, two, for one in the front of it. Oh, yeah. Nailed it. And we are talking, it's a double episode today. Uh, we are talking about Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs 2, or as it's known by me, Keck of mm, 2. That's a hard way to say it. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> you are the best abbreviator I've ever met. Yeah, I mean, it has to go off the Flinsimister, so there you go. Also, uh, that's, that's the, his food machine, the Flimsmivdiver. Oh, right. Okay. Also, <laughs> we're talking about Rush, the new Ron Howard film starring Chris Hemsworth and Daniel Brühl. And <laughs> that's how I pronounce the umlaut. Uh, <laughs> so much fun of this episode so far. It's not even an acronym. It's just, uh, it's just how you pronounce it. And yeah. joining us to discuss both Kukumf 2 and Rush, we... we <laughs> Sorry. We have, from the PBS series, just seen it. He raced to be on this podcast, beating out his rival, Andrew Garfield. It's Aaron Fink. What up, what up? And, of course, when Aaron's on the podcast, that means we generally have Marcus Robinson here. But we don't. Sorry to get your hopes up. Instead, making her return, Z-O-M-G, she's recently finished eating a Taco Dial Supreme. It's Leah Ducey. Oh, yeah. <laughs> How okay. you doing? Did you, did you have shrimpanzee skewers? You know, I passed on those, but I did have a hippopotamus. <laughs> I did not say that right at all. I rode a wild scallion here. <laughs> I have no idea what we're doing. <laughs> we're talking about foodimals. Yeah, Abe. Yeah, I know. Okay. <laughs> Get with it. Get with it, yo. 
It's very clear what we're doing. Let's do some announcement stuff. Um, I have one email right here that I'm going to read right now. Um, it's from a certain listener. It says, hey, guys, I just wanted to wish Abe a happy birthday and Aww. let you know that I'm still listening. Aaron, I enjoyed your Sleepy Hollow podcast. Thank you for that. The show is crazy, but I enjoyed it. Thank you, loyal listener Mike Blakemore. And also, Mike happy Blakemore. happy birthday, Abe Mua. Oh, man, it was his birthday Thanks, this past week. Aww. I think he's yeah. 16 now or something. I, yeah, I, can, <laughs> I just got my license. <laughs> oh, boy. So, Congrats. I'm so excited. All right. I don't have to drive my mother backwards in reverse like in License to Drive, a movie that Aaron has never seen because it stars Corey Haim. Why is that the reason I never seen it? Because when we, when I brought it up, you're like, that's not a movie just because it has Corey Haim in it. <laughs> He's not wrong. Good callback, callback, callback. <laughs> um, other announcements here. Um, Mike Blake, we're actually missed, I mentioned this, but I did start a Sleepy Hollow podcast, a, a another another podcast that I do. Um, it is called the Ichapod Crane Cast. Oh it, my god, no, it's not. Yes, is it, it really? is. Yes, it is. It is with it is with friends and frequent guests on the show, Brandon Peters and Maxwell Haddad. We recap every week's episode, every week's new episode of the Fox series Sleepy Hollow. Um, I believe we should have we've it's been on HHW LOD. It's been on their the master feed, and I believe it should have its own separate iTunes feed this coming week. So episode three and the other episodes will be on there as well. The of the Ichapod Crane Cast coming soon. A lot of fun to do that show because that show is quite the Sleepy Hollow show is quite fun. Um, what else? Aaron, you're a fan of Grand Theft Auto V, correct? I am, and I'm also a fan of Sleepy Hollow, believe it or not. I mean, it's a fun show to be a part of. But yeah. speaking of Grand Theft Auto V, I was a guest on another podcast hosted by my friend Corey. Um, it's the NSFW podcast, the Not Safe for Work, the Not Safe for Work Gamer podcast, and it's a special episode all about Grand Theft Auto V. Um, I'll put a link to that in the show notes, but yeah, the NS, that's uh, available on Podomatic, the NSFW Gamer podcast. So if you want to listen to some talk about Grand Theft Auto V, you can go there. Um, what else? Sounds pretty key. Yeah, yeah. Fun time, <laughs> fun game. Uh, let's see, iTunes reviews and ratings, good to get those, but if you were to send us an iTunes review, uh, we will, we would enter you into a raffle, and eventually when we get, you know, more iTunes reviews, we're gonna kind of pick a name from said raffle, and, um, give, you know, send the winner, send two winners, cause I decided this last week, send two winners a, a two pack of Blu-rays, I got some really cool Blu-rays on hand, so, uh. Yeah, if you send us, send us an iTunes review, um, that'd be great, a little sentence or something, or a rating, and it just kind of indicate that you've done that on our Facebook page or Twitter or email, whatever. Um, that'd be a great way to uh, you know, help out the show and uh, potentially win something on the uh, on, from from us, from out now with Aaron and Abe. But yeah, Facebook.com, thank you, Facebook.com, <laughs> podcast, out now, podcast at gmail.com, any of those ways you can reach us, it you know, helps, helps us out. I think that's going to do it for announcements. Yes, so let's get to know everybody. Um, each, each week at Out Now with Aaron and Abe, we try to ask you, we try to, we do ask each other a few questions, try to set the tone for the podcast. I better get to know everybody. And I'm going to let Abe start this one off. Awesome. Hey, Leah. Hi. You decide to make a mo- <laughs> You decide to make a movie <laughs> and or mockumentary and or a documentary about rivals. Whom do you choose? Did it have to be real? No. Do they have to be fake? Maybe. I don't know. It's up to you. <laughs> Rivals. Okay. Um. What? I mean, a lot of them have already been done, though. Right? So I have never that, seen that's... a movie about Itchy and Scratchy. Mm. Oh, true. Bart okay. hasn't either. <laughs> don't! Um, <laughs> what about uh, Tom and Jerry IRL? 
a real cat and a real mouse duking it out. <laughs> like like yeah. Garfield status? Sure. <laughs> Everyone's like, real, real, but they're but they're three D animated. Yes. Okay. That that's the answer, and I'm sticking to it. Bringing it back, yeah. I, like I will that. pay twelve dollars to see that. <laughs> no, you wouldn't, Aaron. Don't lie. No, you're right. I live. Um. Okay. Uh. D D D D D. Here it comes. Aaron of Aaron and Abe. That's me. <laughs> Lols. There's two Aarons. Okay. Uh. In Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs, two Chester V was Flint Lockwood's idol his entire life. Who was your idol as a kid, and are they still your biggest idol now? Yes, Batman. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> No, yeah, I, I, I mean, in terms of, no, I'm Batman. I mean, even, even, <laughs> even the, even the idea is amazing to me. Um, uh, like, as like, as far as like a real idol goes, I don't know, offhand, uh, people I look up to, um, I don't know who I looked up to as a child. Steven Spielberg? No, it's not like an idol. It's not like, <laughs> it's just more like, hey, I respect Batman's work. Um, Batman's a good answer. Yeah, I'm gonna say with Batman. Okay, have, rolled right have, off the tongue. Tell me you've seen the Bat Dad vines. Yes, I have. Yes. Oh my God, those are so thousands funny. of times. Yes, they're so great. David, the table is for glasses, <laughs> not asses. <laughs> um, Aaron. Yes. What two foods would you want to see compete with a live or die race of the ages? <laughs> um. Probably, mm, this is such an obscure and random question. How about, like, a lobster and, I don't know, like a, like a Brazil nut? I'm just, I'm just I like, I like spitballing. That. I like the I spitball. I don't know what a Brazil nut looks like. You don't want to know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. Okay. Um, Abe, what's your favorite Ron Howard movie? Oh, that's a great question. Oh, off the top of my head, I'd be Apollo 13. Yeah, but, that's, the uh, that's the correct answer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, like, that movie stirred me in places that no director has ever stirred me before. Take that as you will. That, no, that's that. I will. I will. I take love it Apollo 13. I saw that so many times in theaters. I, I yeah, and the soundtrack still gets me. Oh. I still like it a lot. I mean, every time that they show it on, sometimes they show it on Discovery Channel, don't they? Or it works like it's amazing how that movie like is so like exciting to watch and it's just people in a room trying to figure out a problem like that's the that's, that's because they're smart people i, I love know. engineers it's, and that's how that's the skill of ron howard's direction in that movie he makes well it. and i mean the story is absolutely amazing what they actually had to do to get right. back home was absurd yeah yeah and yeah. yeah. and you know sometimes you'll learn about in business class just for communication reasons but anyway uh, they're smart guys. S M E R T smart. Uh, all right, <laughs> Leah. Yes. Or I'm sorry, uh, Aaron Fink. Yes. All right. <clears throat> what is the scariest food animal crossover that you wouldn't want to mess with? Hmm. Sort of it like would prob- it would probably be some kind of spider. Uh, I have to figure out. What kind of food. Oh, well, probably you- like a like a a Brussels spider, a Brussels a, sprout a Brussels spider. Brussels sprout spider. That's right. I gotta tell is, you, because yeah. um, just to let the listeners know, Aaron saw Rush, but he didn't see Cloudy, and um, there is a spider in that movie. That's actually kind of terrifying until you learn things about it. Everyone learns things about everybody in that movie. 
Uh, oh, sorry, my roommate was just talking to me about the fact that I'm not wearing clothes right now. That's <laughs> like, it's audio. <laughs> that guy's and we try to provide the listeners the sexiest podcast we can. Which Aaron includes having Newer, pasty white boys. I have questions for you. <laughs> yes. Uh, actually, I really don't, so I have to think of one real okay. quick. Um, 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 shoot, I was going to ask you a Breaking Bad question, but Abe's so far behind. Oh, no. I'll just take out my headphones, and then when okay. I edit, I'll just skip over this part. There's also okay. thousands of listeners. <laughs> right. Uh, spoilers, everyone covering oh. Okay, all right, hold on. Your mouth. Okay, let, me, let me take this off. Just uh, chat me when the question's over. Okay. All right. All right, what, what is he going to use the ricin for? That's what I want to know. Um, he's going to make the new Albuquerque treat, rice and roni. <laughs> Wow. Done. Got it. I think he's going to use it on himself. We'll see. Okay, here we go. Leah. Yo. Would you rather have a pet strawberry or reassuring pictures of Chris Hemsworth's smile everywhere you go? <laughs> oh, my God. Pet strawberry. Hands down. That's I've not the cutest answer. thing I've ever seen. I mean, the strawberry is nice, but I mean, if, like, everywhere I went, there was, like, if I, like, just a picture of Chris Hemsworth's smile, just, like, Hey, it's all right, guy. Like, I don't know. I think my days would be great. Probably. He'd be the new Hey Girl. <laughs> wow. Mm. If there were a Jeff Goldblum. Uh, see, I should, oh, see. There you go. That would change everything. I should have tailored this. And we knew this. that you liked Jeff Goldblum. I didn't, Jeff ta- Goldblum I didn't tailor is the awesome. question specifically to you, so I would have done that if I if I had. Wow. <laughs> Jeff well, Goldblum. What a masterpiece on. actor. What a beautiful piece of man candy. I know. My, I, oh, my God. Jurassic Park would be nothing without Ian Malcolm. Uh, and any other movie he's ever been in, ever. That's true. And if well, you... we'll talk later. The, the guys know how much I love Jeff Goldblum and how obsessed with him I am. That was my Jeff Goldblum from Jurassic Park. In case anyone didn't get it. Well, you'd also have to do a lot of hand motions. See, that's why good. I can't do Jeff Goldblum on a podcast because I do right, hand exactly. motions. <laughs> yeah, because it's audio and none of you are wearing clothes. He's now. he's really touchy feely in first Jurassic Park. By the way, when I watched that again in 3D, it was like, oh, this is he's so like touchy. <laughs> this movie. Oh my god, that shot of him with his shirt off! Everybody in the theater clapped when I saw it in 3D. Duh. <laughs> <laughs> Myself included. Also, he's very touchy feely in person. What? So How many- would I possibly know that? Because uh, he touched and felt you. <laughs> I hope all of this is in the podcast. <laughs> it will okay. be. This is a familial anyway. conversation. All right, uh, Abe. Question for you. Okay. Which of Flint Mapa dimensions do you see being the most useful in everyday life? Spray I and personally, I personally love the Celebrationator because. Oh yes, that's mine. Obviously, there's always a party everywhere I go anyway, but that would just facilitate the process. So I like, like that. But oh, it good. just gets keen on you, and I, it, like it, Aaron's worst fear is like litter bomb. One of them. Yeah, but so. something about the celebrationator really made me excited. Yeah, there wasn't Steve much. I wouldn't say there's much glitter in it. There's more confetti I wish and paint. Kesha would pop out of it as well. I feel like that would make a big difference. Yeah, yeah. but yeah. you know, I, I do like his original invention of putting water into a machine and having food come out. Uh, any food that you wanted, it goes crazy. Yeah, cheeseburger. Marshmallow. Bloop, bloop, bloop. I'm out of questions, actually. I think we're all out of questions. Oh! That's how you play. No, everybody. No, everybody. Bum, 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 bum. GM. 
Let's move on. <laughs> Let's move on. Let's move on now. No quickies. GM. <laughs> Each will get out uh, now. That's up, Aaron. Each will get out now. We, try, we always talk about one main movie or two in this case of the week, but we always see lots of other movies during the week as well. So we got a little segment called out no quickies. GM. Oh, All right. Okay. I missed that one big time. Okay. Okay. Abe, have you seen any other movies this week? Yes, I saw Don John. Oh. Oh. Hold on, Abe, because if you saw Don John, Aaron, you and I should do like a little, uh, maybe oh. a Nights episode about it after. Yeah, we'll have some good But you want to give a brief, uh, like, hey, I liked it or not? All I'm going to say is uh, one porn website's going to go up actually <laughs> in hits. That's so true. there you go. Wait we'll talk see, about it later. Way to see three movies this week, Abe. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was, uh, it was jam-packed. Good. Jam. Wait, anything else? Uh, besides Russia and Clay with his two walls, too. No, not really. Okay. Leah? Um, I just watched TV. I watched New Girl. Yay. Fantastic, as always. Yes. Yes. Okay. Um, <laughs> I also watched Saturday Night Live last night, which was fantastic. Woo! I thought. Really? I, I, I'm really excited about the new cast members, mostly because I think two of them are really attractive. Um, <laughs> Good way to judge. Uh, Good way to judge. Arcade Fire were awesome. Yeah, I don't know. I believe it's Arcade Fire are awesome. Is. Is awesome. Come on, Aaron. You're an English major. I was posing a multiple choice question. You didn't let me finish. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. Okay. Whatever. Doesn't matter. That's Neither it. of the above. Nope. Aaron, any, uh, anything you watched this week that you can talk about, I guess? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I saw Escape from Tomorrow. Um, it's a oh. weird, low-budget movie about a family that takes a trip to Disney World. It was shot in Disneyland and Disney World illegally with five Ds and red. Um, it's in black and white. It's really weird. It's, uh, I describe it as a psychosexual dream. Um, what? Family movie. Yeah, it is. There's hallucinations. There's lots of, uh, ejaculatory imagery. Um, it's, it's quite strange. Uh, it is not a good film, but it is very entertaining. So for filmmakers and people who appreciate that kind of stuff, it's, it's the kind of thing that I would say you watch when it comes out on DVD or, on demand or whatever it's going to do. Awesome. Mm. And the interesting thing about it is Disney doesn't want to give it any kind of press at all. So they're not suing them. They're not doing anything because they just want the movie to die, which in all honesty, it probably will. It's, it's a smart good move on Disney. It's a smart, yeah. it is a smart move in terms of like, how do we not do anything? Like we just don't do anything. Like that's a, yeah. just don't look as Paul Anka would say on the Simpsons. Yes. Very, <laughs> very true. And I, three movies may seem like a lot, but I had a week where I saw seven movies. <laughs> that's a lot. It was, it yeah. was quite a week. That's right. like that's like the the biggest John John orgy ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've seen a few things this week. Oh. Um, I saw Metallica. I saw Metallica through the Never. Yes. Oh. Yes. I enjoyed this movie quite a bit. Um, did you like the story part though? Did I like the story part? I would I would say I was intrigued by it and then ultimately left unfuf- unsatisfied. Yeah. Okay. But with that said, it's only like the, the majority, like eighty five percent of the movie is the concert. So yeah. It's well, like, it's amazing. Yeah. It, it's and it it's the stage in that movie is so oh giant and elaborate. There's so many yeah. like 
it feels like if I, I was describing it as like the arena in Gladiator where there's like hidden tiger traps in <laughs> yeah, it. Like yeah, it's just yeah. so much like what? There's flame jets and like grave sites and like there's a built there's a part where like cranes can come out and just build a statue on stage. It's just like Did you see it in IMAX? I saw it in IMAX three D, a giant IMAX. So good. If a I real wish, IMAX. Yeah, real IMAX. I wish there was I wish it was like a packed theater because I figured we'd all be standing up and just like jumping around with the music because it's so like I'm not even a huge Metallica fan, but the movie gets you so like riled up for like yeah. watching this concert. It's just it's like a if you can't pay you know hundreds of dollars to see Metallica front row at a at a at a arena, I mean seeing this movie with the IMAX sound is like the next best way to do it. So yeah, yeah. it was epic. I I don't think I've ever seen a concert film that was that good, yeah, that it, fun. It, it certainly doesn't provide. It's not a movie about you know providing insight on Metallica. If you want that, you can see Metallica, mm-hmm. some kind of never, which is a fantastic documentary, or uh, some some kind of monster. <laughs> some kind of monster but yeah. um the Metallica through the never is just a straight rock concert movie with like a little side story involving the apocalypse you know one of those things and um it's a uh, like you do yeah it's pretty incredible written by seth rogan right yeah correct yeah um, <laughs> i also saw the fifth estate with uh, oh benedict timothy carlton cumberbatch and daniel Bruhl, who we'll get to oh. more in a second this Star- is not a good movie this really is, this is not a good movie no really Wow. It is bad. It is a bad but, movie. Is it bad because of it's, specific things? Yeah, no, it's just <laughs> um, it's bad because because the story is all over the place. It's trying to do too many different things of what it's trying to accomplish. Um, it's trying to be like a thriller and like a drama and a true tale, even though it's like leaning heavily on one side because it's based on a couple books that lean heavily on one side of the story. Um, it doesn't really try to it. What it about? It's like it's like a weaker version of something like the Social Network, which the Social Network does a great job of telling a story from multiple perspectives, giving you lots of different ways to think about ideas, and it's just really well made. Fifth Estate's not that. It's just it's like it's kind of has this empty style to it, where it tries to seem like it's hip and cool, but it doesn't really tell a story that flows that well, and it's ultimately unfulfilling to me. Mm. Coverbatch is good in it. Brule is good in it. Like it's a gen- I mean, you have good actors. They're not giving bad performances. It's just. The movie's not really well assembled, and it feels really long. It's only like two hours, but it felt like two and a half hours. I'm sitting there. It's like, oh my god, it's still going. It's uh, yeah, did not like that movie. <laughs> Bummer. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, get your WikiLeaks on somewhere else. <laughs> so, Interesting. Julian Assange. Yeah, you'll certainly get a broad scope of things that happened during that time if that's what you want. <laughs> I oh, like... I have one other thing I saw. Yeah. Yeah, the new episode of South Park, which was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> nice. All about WikiLeaks and the NSA and the church and like everything. At least that had something going on in there. As a, yeah, so. true. Yeah, yeah. Those are my quickies. Tim and everyone's quickies. Tim. Okay. Let's do a little movie trailer talk. Trailer talk. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I want to see yeah. what you do if I pause for a second. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> trailer talk. Trailer talk. <laughs> Each week we discuss the newest movie trailers and find out you know what we thought of them when they're coming out, what have you. And we got a Got a few here, given the Claudia Chance of Meatballs gives us ample opportunity to see previews of the latest animated and kid-friendly features. The first one we're going to talk about is Walking with Dinosaurs 3D. What? This Walking is with a... Dinosaurs, the movie in 3D. This is a film oh. that combines live-action scenery with CG-created dinosaurs as they're on some kind of very land-before-time-esque journey to what I'm assuming is the Great Valley. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Aaron Fink, what did you think of the trailer for Walking with Dinosaurs 3D? That's all I'm going to say. Terrible. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I guess it's it's definitely 
knows what its audience is going to be, and the kids are going to be like, Mom, I want to go to Walking with Dinosaurs. And they probably will. And <laughs> they have that voice. Yeah. They probably will enjoy it. But to be honest, Walking with Dinosaurs doesn't do anything for me. It doesn't, I don't know, it just doesn't look like it's going to be anything that I would want to watch. And like I said before, whenever I think of Walking with Dinosaurs, I think of an Aziz Ansari joke where he talks about how he went to a Walking with Dinosaurs show and started talking to this eight-year-old kid whose dad promptly left him for an hour and a half. And he was like, you left your kid at Walking with Dinosaurs with a strange man with a full-grown beard. <laughs> He's like, you must not care about your kid. He's like, if I was a rapist, I would totally rape your kid. <laughs> Which Aaron anyway. and Abel condone. Still quoting yeah, no, that, that is not. That is not cool. No, that, that doesn't fly. But I'm just saying, that's all I think about. It's a really funny joke. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm not looking forward to this movie at all. Leah? Um, I wrote down meh. <laughs> I was never into Land Before Time or any other dinosaur movie or, or TV seasons. show, really. Or, I mean, other than Jurassic Park, obviously. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm not particularly drawn or attached to this one in any way whatsoever. The animation looks cool, so that could be fun, but I, I have no desire to see it. Does it look cool? <laughs> <laughs> Are you I asking think... a question rhetorically and, like, putting the last inflection on the last word? <laughs> Perhaps I am. That's such a New York thing, Leah. <laughs> Abe, your thoughts on the trailer for Walking with Dinosaurs: The Movie 3D? Seems very, uh, seems very dark because it starts out with like, "This is my dad. He's cool. One day I'm gonna have to take over the pride." And it's like, "My dad's dead now. I've got to take over the pride. We've got to walk across the entire valley." And it's like, "We've got to watch out for these T Rexes that are gonna be carnivorous and eat us." Like, is this a kids movie or is this like some weird emotional movie that some guy wrote about father son relationships? Uh, but uh, on the whole, Can't I mean, it be yeah. both? <laughs> Why not both? Internet meme. Uh, darkness. But... <laughs> darkness. <laughs> uh, no, that was but... like, the opportune moment to say that. There's a, I mean, there's a sense of of uh, grandeur about it, I guess, that kids will like. But for the most part, yeah, I really haven't seen any dinosaur movie that. I was super blown away by um, that made me want to, you know, go look at more dinosaurs, like what Leah said, aside from Jurassic Park. Um, yeah, let's be honest. So. We should just wait for Jurassic World with the fabulous Bryce Dallas Howard. Um, <laughs> I'm just waiting for a, I'm still waiting for a sequel to We're Back, The Dinosaur Story. With uh, yeah, I mean, oh, that movie's so awesome. I did a book report for that in second grade. Check and mate me. Wow. <laughs> Aaron, your oh. thoughts? <laughs> Oh, I was confused as hell by this because, like, at first it's like, wait, there's, is that real? What? Huh? And then the dinosaurs started talking. Is this real life? It gave me the exact kind of feeling that that Disney dinosaur movie did where, like, it's like, oh, yeah, that looks cool. Like, oh, look at all this animation. It's great. And then they start talking. And it's oh, like, God, oh. Dinosaur. Yeah, dude. Yeah. That. Where, like, it has this amazing, like, opening shot of, like, hey, look out, look at the crazy CG we got. And then they all start talking, like, oh, okay, it's one of these movies. Never mind. Hope they don't sing. Watch Ice Age. But they don't, they don't make you think that these dinosaurs talk, do they? I mean, they are talking. They talk in the trailer. It was voiceover, though. No, they're talking. In the trailer I watched, they're all talking. Oh, wow. I guess I must have watched a different talking one. Talking with dinosaurs. <laughs> talking. <laughs> Talking yeah, I just, watched, I just watched one where they were just kind of walking around, and there was the lead character just doing voiceover narration. There's like a triceratops. With a whole Maybe I watched a different trailer. Clearly, I... is there a sassy black triceratops? It doesn't, it doesn't make it better. Like, <laughs> but I would watch talking and walking with dinosaurs of walking with Christopher Walken. Christopher Walken, yeah. 
right. yeah, I don't think we all care about this at all. So let's uh, say when it comes out, December 20th, that's when that's happening. So, uh. Sorry, I'm back. It's all right. Let's move on to our next trailer. It's, uh, Freebirds. And this is a film featuring the voice talents of Owen Wilson and Woody Harrelson, along with Amy Poehler, which involves two turkeys who travel back in time to the first Thanksgiving to change the course of history and hopefully get turkey off the holiday menu for forever. Good. Yeah. Hang on to your nuggets is the tagline of the poster. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. Hang on oh to your God. nuggets. Brilliant. Leah, what did you think of the trailer for Freebirds? Um, did we all see that Netflix Thanksgiving movie? <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, well, I did. It's terrible. I don't endorse it whatsoever. But, I mean, movies about Thanksgiving? Really? Really? That? Oh, sure. Sure. Um, <laughs> Rugrats Thanksgiving know. is the only way to go. Like, Owen Wilson and Woody Harrelson, cool. But other than that, no enthusiasm. Do not care. Do not want. Aaron. Uh, yeah, she's right. I mean, it certainly was more entertaining than the first trailer I watched this morning. <laughs> but uh, not really. I, I mean, it, it, I don't know. I might go see it just because of the voice acting, but it doesn't really look like a great story. It looks very silly. And I saw, I think I saw the trailer for it a while ago when I saw Monsters University. It didn't really do anything for me back then. So uh, I don't really, I mean, I guess the kids will go to this, but it just kind of seems like a dud. Like, there's nothing really funny in the trailer. There's nothing super standout about the story or what's going to happen in the story. I guess we don't really know much, but just doesn't... You know, you know they travel back in time to the first Thanksgiving. Yeah, I know. I mean, okay, I guess that's kind of cool, but <laughs> I don't know. It doesn't do anything for me either. Hey. Uh, it. You know, I think there are some funny jokes in it, and I like the voice acting work, but um, for the most part, the animation just doesn't really blow me away either, and it looks like they're just going for a holiday movie that will get kids in the seats so that they can produce, hopefully, other movies that might be better. Uh, but I'd be curious to see what happens in 1621 where they travel back to, because what do we... What, I don't know... <laughs> What's the outcome gonna be? You know, they can't, they can't say like, oh, we successfully saved Thanksgiving, and now there are more, no more turkeys, and then everyone's gonna go home and be like, yeah, let's save some turkey. Uh, maybe, so, I mean, maybe they will, Abe. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> and then they'd have like a prayer of like, dear God, we pay for all this stuff ourselves, so thanks for nothing. You're just gonna have to hang on to your nuggets and find out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, no, I don't like to have a dying desire to see this movie, but something about like the live action or the 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 adult sized minion characters that are in this movie. <laughs> their joke made me laugh when he said, "How do you address a turkey?" And he's like, "With cranberry sauce." That was really funny. That actually. made me legit chuckle a lot in the theater. Yeah. It was that the that and um, Owen Wilson getting slapped in the face by Woody Harrelson was yeah. some for some reason quite funny. I mean, there's some slapstick humor that I enjoyed in the trailer. I mean, I, I can't say that like I'm against seeing this movie, but yeah, I don't expect much from it, but at the same time, I, I wasn't not entertained by the concept. It just seems so outlandish. Like, turkeys travel in time! Like, that's on the storyboard somewhere. And that was approved, and that makes that makes me kind of laugh. <laughs> so, well, yeah, I'm, a, I'm gonna wait and see on, on Freebirds. But, uh, yeah, that comes out November 1st, so we'll see how that goes. 
I want to bring up uh, Frozen again because I feel like Abe and I have been ragging on Frozen for quite some time uh, because we have no <laughs> I- we had no idea what the movie was. And... Well, well, when you read the IMDb synopsis when we first recorded that trailer, the first trailer type, which was about like a yeah. like a happy it's snowman, a snowman and a moose, <laughs> it's great. But no, we've since. Oh no, it, it is great. But then we read the tra- we read we read what the movie is about and we're like that. I had no idea. Right, that doesn't come across at all. And then I someone guess. else pointed out that it's a musical. Like, sure. that, that made me even more confused. Like, it's a musical? <laughs> like, what? Please, set the record straight for me. What is going on with this movie? Leah, do you have a answer to that question? Not particularly. Okay, I well, haven't seen involved... the other trailer. I've only seen the, the, the snowboard, or the snowman one. Well, now there's the... one that has, like, the full, like, all the characters involved, and there's, like, a princess her woman female character voiced by Kristen Bell and there's a guy character like it 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 gave it the same vibe that I got from like Tangled the other Disney movie that I enjoyed quite a bit and yeah and I'm like way more excited now for this movie than I was beforehand and so like I feel like I should stop ragging on Frozen every time we bring it up on this podcast but yeah I'm actually legit excited to see it now and uh, it's if it's any if the trailer's any indication that it could be you know quite entertaining then I'll, I'll be happy to entertain that notion so uh We'll see. Oh, it looks kind of cool. I'm, I'm I, yeah, there. the visual, I mean, because it's just like the visuals, I was like, the story, the early storyboard stuff was looking very dark and different, and then like that snowboard, so snowman thing came out, and I was like, alright, that's something that's different than I would have expected. But then like the, like Abe said, we read the synopsis, and that was even through, through more of a loop. Yeah, right. but, but now I've seen like the like a full actual theatrical trailer for it. It's like, oh, okay, this movie actually looks pretty compelling, so I'll, I want to see it now, so. There we go. We set the record straight on <laughs> our thoughts on Frozen, uh, which comes out uh, this Thanksgiving, November 27th. So after you've seen, after you've hung on to your nuggets and saw Freebirds, you can see Frozen. Got Deal. It. Okay. So with all that said, let's move on from Potato Talk. Let's get to our first movie review of Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs 2, or Kavukum 2. Yeah. Flint? Sam, big news. I'm going back to Swallow Falls to destroy the Flintstone, which is creating deadly food monsters which are trying to learn to swim so they can attack Lady Liberty! I'm coming. What? Wait! Sam, it's going to be deadly dangerous with a good chance of death. And that's why we'll need help. When we land at Swallow Falls, our first objective is to get to my lab. I can use my old computer to pinpoint the Flintstone location. Once we find it, we'll shut it down. And ho! If we all work together, this should be easy as... Hi! Uh-oh! Ho, 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 ho! It's so beautiful! I can't believe my machine created all of this! It's enough to make a grown man cry. Are those shrimpanzees? Butter. Look, mosquitoes. Oh, what's that over there? That's just a tomato. That should have been some of the trailer for Cloudy of a Chance of Meatballs 2. This is, of course, the sequel to, I believe it was called Cloudy of a Chance of Meatballs Part 1. I think that was, that's, I think we're all, yeah, okay. Uh, The first Cloudy introduced giant food raining down upon us. This sequel introduces food-animal hybrids, or foodimals. <laughs> Flint Lockwood, voiced by Bill Hader, and the gang return to Swallow Falls to find that something has survived. These foodimals are now running rampant, and Flint is tasked with stopping it by the Steve Jobs-like billionaire owner of the Live Corp Corporation, Chester V., voiced by Will Forte. Of course, 
things may become more complicated and possibly more delicious than that. Leah, were you able to digest the fun in this sequel? I loved it. I mean, it it has everything that I'm all about. Great cast of voices. I mean, the animation was fun. Good one-liners. Um, you know, I, I saw it in 3D. I wasn't planning on seeing it in 3D. I was going to go to the 2D screening, and then one of my buddies was like, hey, let's go to the 3D one instead. And I was like, okay, cool story. So we did. <laughs> and I don't know. It was fun seeing multi-dimensional food coming at my face. Um, what else? Flint Lockwood, I would totally date him IRL. So I I think that's part of the reason I enjoyed it. He was just as quirky and lovable as he was in the first film. Um, so there's that. I, there was a lot of adult humor that I enjoyed as well. The, there was like a joke about special sauce. Uh, there was a joke about the cheese spider burger thing that she was like, oh, she just wants you to scratch her buns. Like, what? Okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know. It was interesting. When I saw it last night, it was a, about an equal mix of, like, kids to adults there. So, I don't know. I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it, and I recommend it. Yep. Uh, I definitely liked it a lot, too. And one of the things that I liked about it was just the sight gags and some of the clever writing. Do I think it's clever as the first one? Not as much. Uh, and the first one really just blew me away because I wasn't expecting much out of it, and it delivered on so many levels. Uh, this one I wasn't expecting too, too much either, just not to get my hopes up. Uh, but I, I did get a fair amount of uh, enjoyment out of it. Um, again, I, I think that one of the things that I liked about voice acting a lot is when people try and change their voices, like Daniel Craig in The Adventures of Tintin. And for the most part, I actually did not know that uh, Chester V was actually voiced by Will Forte. I, was, I kept on trying to pinpoint it. Uh, and then I had to look it up on IMDb. Greetings, friends, and namaste. Whoa, is that Chester V? Mustache. Your lab vest looks even cooler in person. Thank you. The lack of sleeves frees up my arms to do this. Whoa. Ah, hand, what did you do? There's nothing wrong with your hand, young Lockwood. You see, I am merely a hologram of the real Chester V. The United Nations has asked me and my Thinkwinots to assist in the cleanup and containment of the leftovers all over the world, including your swallow forms. But do not fret. All of you will be temporarily relocated to sunny San Fran Jose, California! And apparently, Will you can just wait till the credits where it explicitly said what voice is who. These these group of girls were in front of me, standing up when everyone okay. was leaving. I was like, I'm trying to watch the screen here because there's some cool visuals. The credits just, are so cool, yeah. Yeah, yeah. just like just like Wally. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but they they were seriously just like in my way, and I was like, ah, I don't want to, I don't want to do anything right now. So, um, I hope that someone illegally posted it on YouTube so I can check it out. But I did not know that Chester V was like... <laughs> I like how, like, your, your solutions to problems always involve illegally doing something, opposed to just, like, waiting for, like, the natural progression of things. Like, I can just want, want rent it again or something. Like, no. too long I, ho away. I hope someone illegally posts the credit sequence of this movie so I can check it out. It's too far away, Aaron. Come on, you know that. 
but for the most part, yeah, it's a fun movie. I think that it's very much harmless. There are a lot of adult humor jokes in there. There's one joke about a BSUSB that I didn't get until they actually explained it. Oh, really? I was like, oh, yeah, it's it's another acronym from Flint Lockwood and uh, and Chester V. So I just, yeah, it's a BSUSB. Like, yeah, okay. And then like later, like, it's a BSUSB. I was like, oh, damn it, you got me. Just like in other movies where the character says that he wants to move to L.A. to become a cop, and then he dies. Um, yeah, so I definitely enjoyed it. I, again, it just uh, it's not on the same level as the first one, but it, it's pretty up there. I um, I largely agree with Abe. Um, I will say that I can temper that with when I saw the first Claudia Pachance Meatballs, which I love dearly. Uh, Abe knows this as well. Abe and I both love it. Um, it's my, I think it's my current Skype icon as an image from that film. Which was in this film as well, which I loved to see that again. Um, I did not know what to expect from the first one. I just kind of heard, like, oh, this actually isn't bad. So I walked in, and I was blown away by how much fun I had watching the first Cloudy of a Chance of Peoples. Um, the second one, if anything, it's only because I loved the first one so much that this one would have a tough time of, like, living up to that. But that said, I love the youth, the imagination in this film. Yeah. I think there's so much going on here that kind of expands upon what the first one was doing, and it tried to, it, it tries to be very different in a way, like... If the first one was more of a disaster spoof type movie, this one's more of a science versus nature spoof type movie. So you like you're going against things like King Kong and Jurassic Park and Avatar, and uh, it's fun to see that on display. You see like all these food emoles, which are really creative, and like some of them are just kind of awe inspiring in the way they're animated. Like the animation is very good in this movie. Like it, all these things just came together to make this great colorful really funny like i was laughing so much through this movie just some of the some of the best jokes are just some of the random asides that happen too like right it's just it just seems like there's such great effort going into into the into both the first movie and this movie that is i just had so much fun watching it the the voice cast is great um i i enjoy i mean terry cruz Filling in for Mr. T, that's a lot of fun. I like James Caan. I like that James Caan's involved in this series and that he had more to do this time. Right. I enjoyed his subplot in this film. And Andy Samberg kills me as Chicken Brent like that. <laughs> it, yeah, I, I had a lot of fun watching it. I actually love that Terry Crews. That, I, mean, I, I, liked, uh, I liked the police officer a lot in the first one, especially when he busts through like a nacho and it's just the letter T. He is the great um, one, yeah. yeah. But... Uh, um, there, I, I just felt as though he didn't have that much to do in this one, uh, and maybe it's because that's just the, the way the story crumbles or the cookie crumbles. But uh, uh, yeah, I, I, I kind of wish that there was a little bit more of a of the police officer, but it, it's not really so much about him. I think yeah, because like it's introducing new characters and it's right. yeah. kind of balancing things up. But I mean, with that said, I really liked Will Forte's Chester V, and I liked his animations. Like he has like these crazy yes! arms yeah. that are like wiggling all over the place, and so he's like an octopus. And he's, the only like, thing. The only thing I didn't like about that was that I, I wish they would have made him a bit more malicious. Like, I feel like he was too nice as a bad guy. <laughs> it's a children's movie. You know movie. what I mean? I know, but, like, he was so, like, likable. And, he, like... he was harvesting foodables and threatening the death of Flint Lockwood's friends. What else did he need to do? Yeah. <laughs> he needed, like, oh, with a smile oh, on his face. Oh, should, he, should he, like, yeah. shoot a marshmallow in the face? Be like, I mean business, girly. Like, what, what else? Uh, that would be awful if he, like, yeah, if there was a fire and he just throws one in. It's... Uh, oh my god, I would cry. Like he killed a thing, like he like uh, Christopher Lloyd kills that thing and who framed Roger Rabbit with the dip. Oh <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, the, the shoe, yeah, yeah, the shoe, like the lost shoe. I do want to say that uh, I, I did like uh, the cuteness in this movie, but it wasn't cuteness overload, which I was very happy. Oh about. yeah, that's something I love about yeah. 
Yeah. Sometimes. What's that? It was just enough. Like especially exactly. that little that little kitten in the car. <laughs> I died. I so or like all of the thing involving Barry. Yeah, Barry. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I also like how they they take a lot of time and effort into making a lot of things happen in one scene. Um, whether that's the one person in the background and or Barry just like running, trying to run toward Flint Lockwood in the arms yeah, of uh, that was her face. And I was like, this is really cool. And um, like Aaron, you mentioned there's a, there's some funny sight gags about just random things. And I don't know if you guys noticed, but in the, in the beginning, there's like a, uh, there's a guy with a beard that just shows up in their group photo. Yeah. And then he shows up again as a bus driver. <laughs> I was like, who the hell is this guy with the beard? It has this kind of, Almost this kind of comedic anarchy going on that like kind of right. it, it calls back to things like old Nickelodeon shows like like Ren and Stimpy like where you'd have yeah. these it's certainly for kids but there's there's a slight there's not like a necessarily an edge but a, you know like a certain kind of sardonic sense of humor that goes along with this that makes it very much fun for people of our age and right. not just you know children people of all ages that could enjoy this movie which is like, which is what I caught on with the first one really quickly where like right. it's not. The second it it came up and in like the opening title it said this is a film by a lot of a people. A lot of people. Right? It's like it's again. like yeah, it does that again in this movie and it's just you cut you get that it's it's clearly going on a, on, a, on another level as opposed to just being like something colorful for kids for the book Cloudy but you have the meatballs. It has a lot to offer for all audiences. So. Right. I don't think we could spend more more information. We on could. I think we all just <laughs> really like it a lot. And I could definitely talk about this for like another hour and a half. But we're spoiling things. But, yeah, but yeah, it's quite a bit of the people's too. A lot of fun. Yeah, let's get let's do our ratings really quick. Um, each week went out now we try to rate movies based on when you should go and see them, and we have a scale that goes from IMAX to theater, dollar theater, Netflix, HBO, TV, or just kind of forget about it. On that scale, Leah, where would you put Claudia for Chance and Meatballs too? I'd say theater. I think it's great, and I I think that. It's definitely worth checking out. Um, I enjoyed seeing it in 3D. It could easily be seen in 2D as well. So, yeah. It's also a theater, and I didn't see it in 3D. I saw it in regular 2D, and I think that that's pretty much okay. Uh, I did see some parts that they probably uh, amplified for 3D audiences, uh, but for the most part, yeah, it's fun in, in uh, 2D. Yeah, I'd say theater as well. I think it's a lot of fun. I, I saw it in 3D, and I would say... Animated films tend to work well in that format in general, um, and I would say, along with Despicable, the Despicable Me series, which I'm not a big fan of, I think Cloudy Vachette's Meatballs, of, of those two movie series, they make the best use of 3D when, uh, in terms of animated films go. Hmm. Maybe How to Train Your Dragon, too, I think that's probably... Oh, yeah. That, that'd rank up there, but I mean, something about the use of perspective in both this and the Despicable Me movies, they, they, they seem to have a lot of fun relishing in that opportunity. See what I did there? I said relish. Um, pickles. Um, so thank you. Yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, we've reviewed it, so let's do a little movie callback. Callback, 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 callback. Call call <laughs> call call There's an echo in here. Thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> let's. This is um, where we go over a couple of movies that we thought remind us in some way to the main feature of the week. And uh, Leah, have any uh, movies that this movie reminded you? Of? Uh, none other than the obvious, really. What would, what would be the obvious? The first Cloudy with a Chance of Meatball. Abe? Definitely, it harkens back to, I'm sure you guys all thought of this too, like Lost World and um, Cloudy One. And I also thought of Rise of the Planet of the Apes, just because uh, 
She's not a monkey. She's an she's an ape, and she talks, and she's a scientist. Her name is Barb. She has a name, yeah. Abe. Barb Kristen Shaw. Yeah, uh, Jurassic Park, King Kong, Avatar. I mentioned those. Lost World. Yeah. Um, I, this the humor, of of course, comes from yeah the first one and uh, Phil Lord and Chris Miller who didn't direct this one they moved on they directed what they did Twenty One Jump Street now they're doing the Lego Movie next year which also looks really funny yes uh, but they did Clone High a long time ago and I love that show and it's yeah it has that very same style of kind of sarcastic humor that I enjoy so good old Abe Lincoln yeah <laughs> voiced by Will Forte <laughs> um, let's uh, let's move on now let's move on to our second movie review. Of Ron Howard's Rush. I heard about this thing with Nikki. Everyone has. James, do you think you can cope with the pressure? To be a champion, you have to really believe it. You're just a party guy. You're killing yourself there. You're too far back. I'm quicker than all of you. I'm James Bond's out. It's over. fear of death itself is the will to win which is why i'm here begging you really think you can beat him trust me today with the rain it's the most dangerous trick in the world that all depends on how good you are in the rain let's race that should have been some of the trailer for rush uh james hunt and nikki lauda were real life formula one racing rivals during the 1970s Ron Howard's new film captures this rivalry and takes this story and makes a dramatic narrative out of it. Chris Hemsworth and his smile versus Lauda and his skills with building the car. The film moves fast and furious through history as we learn more about these racers and their personal journeys while also contending with each other. Aaron, did you find yourself up to speed after Rush? I did. I did. I enjoyed it quite a bit. It does take a little time to get its wheels spinning. Hey-o. Uh, hey Um... But no, it's it's very good. I mean, it, it's um, it's not too long. The story's really interesting. I personally didn't know anything about these guys uh, other than seeing the trailers and knowing that Lauda got into a crash. You know, I didn't know how or why. Um, so these characters, you know, that the people themselves are interesting, and the way they were portrayed is very interesting. They're both characters that don't really change um, throughout the film. And the reasons that they don't change actually are logical. And, and, you know, they, we have all this insight into how they live their lives and how they think living their lives in that way is the best way to be a racer. And they're both different. Um, and when you couple that with really, really strong performances and incredible direction from Ron Howard, um, it's just a, it's just a great movie. I mean, Peter Morgan wrote the script. He worked on Frost Nixon. He worked on Last King of Scotland. He worked on The Queen. So, he got <laughs> he got uh, a handful of people some uh, some gold statues, and um, I, I just liked it. I did. I mean, I think that it really gets good once the crash happens, um, because then we sort of understand why they were all behaving the way they were. You know, why they had these very interesting and different personalities and did things that normal people wouldn't do. Um, and overall, I liked it a lot. I mean, I even liked Olivia Wilde, which I never say. Hey. Uh, this is an excellent film, uh, and I saw it yesterday, and I walked out of the theater, and I just thought about it for the, <laughs> the duration of the evening. Um, 
it's excellent on a lot of levels, which is just that there's very good writing, there's very good cinematography, and great sound. Um, yes. And great oh my God, I so, forgot about that. Yeah. Best sound of the year. Yeah. Um, the acting is also very, very good from the two leads. Uh, Chris Hemsworth, uh, kudos to you, man. You've been you've been taking those lessons. I'm pretty sure after Anthony Hopkins yelled at you on the set of Thor because he thought that you were a subpar actor. Uh, but yeah, absolutely. This is just uh, this is an incredible film just because. It, it's not one of those things that pits one person against the other. Like it doesn't ask the audience to like this person versus the other person. Yeah, they're, they're both, both equally. Kind of yeah, exactly. They're both equally uh, narcissistic assholes. James, do you think you can cope with the pressure? Well, I've never really understood what that means. I love my job. I love competing. I love racing. Maybe you should ask Nicky. He's the world champion. He's got everything to lose. Mr. Lauda, are you feeling pressure? Do I look like I'm feeling pressure? <laughs> I'm world champion and on the verge to become world champion again. Hunt now has the opportunity to win, but it's not so easy to become a champion. You have to really believe it to make it possible. James, is there anything you'd like to add? If Nicky is being tricky and getting a kicky out of playing mind games, <laughs> then fine, I'm flattered. But the fact is, momentum is with me. I've never felt better. And I fully expect the next press conference we all have will be with me as well, And for the most part, you get a, a pretty much an even balance of their lives. And it doesn't go too much into their personal lives. It doesn't really go too much into, like, you know, the way that they operate on a day-to-day -day basis. Um, and it doesn't start out with you seeing, like, a sunny day of Chris Hemsworth showing up at a racetrack drunk. It, it starts out with you knowing that there's some very high stakes involved. And the other thing that I liked about it, and I'm, I don't know if it's a calculated move, is essentially just because this happened in the 70s, I have no reference to it at all. And so when I'm watching these races, I have no idea what's going to happen. And so I'm pretty much on, on edge, uh, especially the, the race in Tokyo. Um, and yeah. it's, it's amazing. Like This movie is just a phenomenal, I guess, movie-making accomplishment, especially for sports films. Um, and people are going to be thinking that it's a, a film about sports. In reality, it's actually a drama. And I wish that people would uh, kind of differentiate the two because it's not so much about like, oh, it's about race cars. It's actually just a really well-made, solid film. Wow, I didn't know that people would be looking at it as a sports movie. I, uh, it's possibly true, though. Yeah, I'd be, I'd be concerned of what the audience perception is, but mainly because I just hate the poster so much. It's just like, Hemsworth face. Well, like, and the trailer's not that great either. It doesn't really give you a good understanding of what you're watching. I mean, it kind of sets it up to be the Chris Hemsworth, you know, James Hunt story. And, and he's, you know, sort of the main focus, at least in the trailer. And that's not how the movie is at all. Yeah, well, I essentially agree with all of you that you guys have said. I really like this film a lot. I recommend it to anybody because I think it has something for everybody in the movie as far as kind of an adult drama is concerned. It, um, it, it, it's just really, it's a really well-told story. I, the actors are very good in this movie. I think as good as Chris Hensworth is, and I think he is quite good in this movie. I think Daniel Rule, he, he really kind of runs away right. with it here. And like if, if you know, if 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 the awards are going to go anywhere beyond just the technical categories, which this movie very much earns, I think um, Rule certainly deserves some credit here because I think he does a great job of making this this really well-rounded character who you understand. Who you're, you're not like, and like you guys have said, they're both kind of jerks, but. You, you get why they're this way, and you right. still kind of respect what they're doing to an extent. Yeah, because they both they both have the same goal, but they're yeah. just going 
you know, going towards the finish line in different ways. Yeah, and it's just it's a movie does such a great job of capturing this and you know telling you both sides of the story. It has a good it does a good job of you get a voiceover from both of them and it works. I like that you get a good balance. It could have easily been like the Chris Hemsworth story featuring you know Dicky Lauda, um, but it's not that way. It is it does divide it up and you you see both of them going on these different journeys and it does a good job of bringing that full circle. It's, it's a, yeah, I, I mean, from a technical standpoint, I think this, Robert, Ron Howard, this is what, this is probably his best movie in a long time, I, I would say. Um, and I, I like, visually, Ron, visually for sure. I like, I like Ron Howard in general, actually. I mean, there's only so many movies that I dislike. I mean, we're not going to count those Tom Hanks we, things. We always forget and, uh, that he made the dilemma. Dilemma, yeah. But I mean, <laughs> but I mean, some people try to, you know, say that when Ron Howard makes a drama, he's always going for Oscar. And while that, if that's the case, I mean, that just means I'm going to get great performances and a well-told story out of a movie, and that doesn't bother me whatsoever. I accept every time I get in my car, there's 20% chance I could die, and I can live with it, but not 1% more. And today, with the rain, the risk is more. I suppose that all depends on how good you are in the rain. I have the track record here. I'm the only person in history to do the ring in under seven minutes. So actually, it's to my advantage to race it today. Because I'm quicker than all of you. Fine. Then let's race. That's what I got here, and I really appreciated that. The cinematography by Anthony Dodd-Mantle, fantastic. So good. Yeah. It's, and, like, he gets a... Even though, like, yeah, I'm sure, like, there's just, like, one main set used for these different races, you get a good feel for the different locations that they use to go to throughout these no, different I think circuits. They had, I think they definitely had different locations. They, I mean, but yeah, they, have to, they do have to, like, recreate, like, giant crowds and the, the tracks and the environments that you're living yeah. in. What I'm yeah. saying is it looks real. It gives me that feeling that I'm, you know, in those different places. It doesn't feel like yeah, it's and, on the Yeah, and the track. thing about the races is they're all visually different. Yes. Not, not only in terms of what's going on in the landscape and the weather, but then they're kind of shot a little differently, too, which is what's really cool. Everything is sort of easily delineated. Yeah. Yeah. It, uh, yeah, it's just really, and yeah, the sound is amazing. This is, this is the movie you see in theaters because of how good yes. the sound is. Like, yes, it's totally going to get nominated for mixing and editing. I'm calling it right now. Yeah. <laughs> I would second that easily. I also want to bring up two things, yeah. which is a, a great score. And yeah, Hans Zimmer's soundtrack is really just yeah. for the movie. Dope. Good, you yeah. told, I didn't even know it was Hans. Yeah, I didn't know it was, until I checked the, the credits. I was like, oh, yeah, of there, course. There were no girls standing in front of you this time, maybe? No, no, no. Those twelve-year-olds were probably sleeping by then. Um, and uh, it's also a great casting. Um, I looked at photos of Nicky Lauda and also James Hunt. I was like, mm, they did a, whoever casted this did a, a very good job. Especially uh, even uh, Lauda's wife. I was like, oh yeah, they mm-hmm. did a good job casting everybody. So kudos to them. I mean, I'm pretty sure that they uh, deliberately, you know, went to great lengths to find people that would look a lot like the uh, the actual characters. The um the use of in this kind of story that's you know based off a true story like I'm sure that Lauda and and Hunt were not like maybe not like rival rivals where they'd be like you know throwing up barbs at each other and stuff they probably you know just acknowledge that they're prep but like, I like the way that this movie dramatizes things it doesn't kind of overdo it and you get a sense that they respect each other for who they are and even in scenes where things that probably didn't happen it just you, you're into the story does a good enough job of making you feel compelled by what's going on that doesn't really matter. It, 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 it shouldn't, it shouldn't have to represent true life. If you want to see that, just see a documentary or see, you know, watch the news. I mean, it's, it, it does a good job of making the story that you care about while also recognizing, yeah, these, something like this happened in reality, but I'm being entertained by this film that's telling me a story like this. So it's, 
and the ending just ties a perfect bow on it. Like the last little bit of voiceover is just like, oh yeah, and you know, yeah. he just just kind of affirms everything that the movie was trying to say about these two people, and it, it was successful. And that's that's the real mark of a true film is when the end happens, and you're like, yeah, all in, right, I got the, it. In the end, we're all rushing. <laughs> <laughs> and one thing about the end too is that it, it's. I actually thought that it was going to end somewhere else, and then I, and I thought, no, you're making a huge mistake um, by going on for, I don't know. I, I thought they were going to go on for like another like 40 minutes. Like, you're making a big, big mistake here. But it actually works out. Um, so kudos to everybody who thought it through. Unlike the ending of Prisoners, which goes on for way too long. <laughs> Did either of you see that? You we, can check out talk. our episode 121. Oh, yeah, there it <laughs> is. Prisoners. <laughs> We we liked it, but we had issues. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's just it was a little too formulaic for me. Yeah, I know. So well, that last third is yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Right. They tried their best and they failed miserably. So lesson is why even try. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> that was harsh. No, that, that's for Mark Oben. <laughs> oh, I got it. He Never like tried. It at all, huh? Um. Okay. So, any other thoughts on Rush? I think we've kind of specially gone over why we think everyone should go see this movie. I think we've uh, made several left turns. Thank you. <laughs> so let's get to our rating then. Same scale. IMAX Theater, Dollar Theater, Netflix, HBO TV. Forget about it. <laughs> On that scale, Aaron, thoughts? Uh, the the theater, if uh, not for the amazing production values, sound, visuals. I mean, it's like an experience movie. You know, I I was I was. Uh, Six, seven rows from the screen in a big, um, arc light theater, and it was, I was sucked in. I mean, it was loud and it was fun. It, uh, definitely theater as well. Um, I, I haven't, I don't know if it's available in IMAX, but I haven't checked it out, but I'm sure the sound is much better in IMAX, but I think. Metallica's in IMAX right now, Abe. Uh, so. But if it was in IMAX. Well, I mean, I, I think the sound quality would probably be very good in IMAX theater, but yeah, definitely oh, yeah. theater. Yeah, theater as well. Great movie. Go see it. A lot of fun. Good times. Yeah. Car accidents. Uh, <laughs> some brutal car shots too, by the way. Yeah, they're, they're not messing around when yeah. they when they say that. You, you, you see know. some stuff in this movie. Right. Do. All right. You see some things. Let's do a little movie callback. 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 Same idea. What uh? What movies did you guys think of, Aaron? I don't know. What did I think of? Um. Well, I kind of saw Shades of Frost Nixon because it's Howard and Morgan. Um, I guess I just sort of thought about Days of Thunder. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I actually didn't really think of anything while I was watching it. I was just sucked in, didn't really have any comparisons. It felt like a Ron Howard movie, so I guess I, I, I thought of other Ron Howard films. Um, but that's about it. Abe? I really uh, didn't think of that many as well because, uh, like Aaron, I was also pretty much in with it. But uh, just the documentary Senna. Um, oh hits, yeah, that's right, Senna for sure. Which which also had a great score. Um, and I, that's great in everything. Yeah, it, it, it's a very good documentary, and it came out like a few years ago. So check it out. Yes, please do, and I won't ruin it for anybody. But the end, I was I didn't know anything about it, and I was shocked. Hmm. Yeah, um, Senna as well. That came up. Talladega Nights, I thought of. Uh, <laughs> Shake and bake. Shake and bake. Uh, but Argo, I thought of. And I say this, and I, that's how it's, it's kind of how I've been. Is, it's, it's is how it cinematography? I, no, it's how I've been recommending Rush. I think Argo, while it wasn't my favorite film of last year, I think it, it's the kind of movie that I think anyone could watch and enjoy. 
it yes. kind of has kind of an all-around entertainment value to it, despite telling like a true story and what have you, in a dramatized sense. And I think Rush fits that same kind of criteria, where it may not be like the best movie of the year, but I think it's something that anyone could walk into and most likely enjoy. I think you'd have a tough right. time like picking out things that make you actively dislike the movie. So, so yeah, there we go. Let's uh, do some sponsor work here. Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download at www.audibletrial.com. There are over 100,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 device. For you, the listeners of Outnow there and Abe, Audible is offering a free audiobook download for free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. Abe, do you have a book to recommend? I do. It is, uh, speaking of rivals, I recommend Team of Rivals, The Political Genius of Abraham Lincoln, um, written by historian Doris Kearns Goodwin. Uh, And essentially, uh, you may have seen the film adaptation of this just uh, recently in Steven Spielberg's Lincoln, uh, but essentially it just... uh, like that, that, that boils down that story to like you know a, a bit oh, of only like only like yeah only like two chapters of the the actual book, but um this is a this is a very fantastic book and I, it's lengthy but I recommend reading it or or, or I guess listening listening to it, to it on audibletrial.com slash out podcast <laughs> you can download that book you can sign up you can check out the service if you don't like it you can get rid of that account but you can still keep the book so I mean good for you right everybody wins there you go. That's audibletrial.com. So that podcast. Let's get to a little at now feedback. Feedback, feedback, feedback. We got we got a lot <laughs> of feedback this week, and, and it's still coming in. And it's still coming in. But um, we're gonna we're gonna get to that right now. We uh, ask each we asked um you know the listeners on Facebook, Facebook.com, so now podcast, and Twitter.com, so now underscore podcast. Some various questions. It got a lot of a lot of listener responses. So here we go. Maybe you want to start this one off? Yeah, absolutely. So we asked, uh, what's your favorite animated sequel? And uh, Aaron Fink and Leah, feel free to chime in as well um uh, sure so we had uh robert says uh toy story 2 which is a uh, i agree yeah, it's pretty good uh rebecca writes disney home entertainment all of them <laughs> it's return of jafar return of jafar scott writes five will goes west good one uh, oh yes yeah yes. somewhere out there yeah. um uh cory writes uh does charm legacy count yes i say yeah yeah sure good soundtrack <laughs> Uh, Jason <laughs> uh, Philip writes uh, can't top story, story, Toy Story 2 uh, Jason also writes Toy Story 2 uh, Adam writes Toy Story 3 <laughs> <laughs> and Matthew writes A Bug's Life 2 by which I mean the blooper at the end of story, story, Toy Story 2 but seriously Toy Story 3 alright um, next question we had was food you would most be afraid of if it came to life feel free to answer this question guys didn't we? Didn't I kind of do that? Yeah, kind yeah. of. Uh, <laughs> Philip has hot steaming spinach. That stuff reeks. Linda has <laughs> Linda has Jello. That that would be scary. Yeah, well, I mean, There's always terrifying. room for that's, Jello. That's the blob right there. Yeah, exactly. Matthew has ice cream. I imagine it with a Schwarzenegger accent yelling ice puns. <laughs> oh my god. That's that pretty good, Matthew. Thank oh, you, that that is one of the greatest montage YouTube videos I've ever seen. It is. Um, Mike Jones has grilled cheese. Exclamation point. <laughs> um, Joe Jans has lasagna. And friend of the show, Scott Mendelson, has probably filet mignons because, you know, revenge! <laughs> And then we asked, is there an actor you would be, uh, you think would be doing great voice work in an animated film? Uh, Philip writes, Bill Murray. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you always say, well, yeah. I mean, um, Fantastic Mr. Fox. Fantastic Mr. Fox, yeah. 
Yeah. Are you cussing at me? Um, William writes, Patrick Warburton, bring back the tick. Spoon! Yes, bring back the tick. Brandon writes, Simon Hilberg. Who is Simon Hilberg? Mm, I don't know. Anyone? That name sounds really familiar. Simon Hilberg? Hilberg? Yeah. Hilberg? No idea. Hilberg? Okay, look it up really quick. Uh, Patrick Warburton plays the greatest animated character of all time, and no, it is not Joe Swanson. It is Brock Samson. Boom! There it Brock is. Samson. Right there, Venture Brothers. Simon Hilberg is on the Big Bang Theory. Oh, okay. Um, don't don't watch it. Don't know. <laughs> no, don't don't watch it. I, I don't I don't watch either. I just yeah. Good job. Uh, <laughs> I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't. Is this people? Is this people that do it that we like, or people that we think would be cool? Oh, they they think that they'd be a good, like a good animated voice. Okay, I don't. You know, I think Philip Seymour Hoffman would probably do really cool voice <laughs> characters. Probably would. Yeah. Uh, Mike writes Bill Mosley. Oh, that's a good one. And Jose writes Louis C.K. Uh, oh yeah, totally. If anyone watches yeah. um, home movies with Brandon Small, Louis C.K. plays the dad. Plays he plays Brandon Small's dad on that show. Just saying. <laughs> but yeah, it films. Sure, Louis C.K. Let's see it. Let's see Louis the Louis. C.K. is awesome. He let's, directed and wrote Pootie Tang. Let's see the Louis movie featuring an animated dream sequence involving Louis C.K. <laughs> Um, any books, any, any books okay. from childhood you'd like to see as animated movies? Mike has the Pokey Little Puppy. I don't know what that is. <laughs> it's exactly what it sounds like. Okay, so like a puppy <laughs> with a like a big erection the whole time. <laughs> wow! Yeah. You just had a ruin. What the? You just had ruin Mike's life. Uh, I got one. I got one. Yeah. Lyle, Lyle Crocodile. <laughs> nice. Uh, Jason has Captain Underpants. Shelly has, I'd like to see a quality production of A Wrinkle in Time and The Giver. Those are deep oh, books, man. Yeah, yeah. And Philip has Frank Miller's Ronin, one of those childhood classics. Indeed. <laughs> I would really, you know what I would really love to see? Not that it's a childhood classic, it was more like a high school classic, but I would love to see a cool Dante's Inferno movie. Hmm. I, mean, they're, they're, I think they're adapting the, uh, the video like game. A... Yeah, <laughs> I saw it. It was horrendous. Yeah. I watched about 20 minutes of it. Oh, like, yeah, the video game, yeah, the, there was, like, an animated movie. Yeah, they're doing a live-action one. No. Are they? Okay. Yeah, why not? <laughs> why not? Because that if game was Tom really Pitt. good, and not at all like God of War. Well, like, what dreams may come, maybe. Uh, yeah, that was that was really of... great. Sure, visually, sure. Yeah. No, it's, <laughs> it's, a, it's kind of a creepy movie, but it, it was cool. Then we asked, uh, conversely, what's your favorite childhood book that has been turned into a film? Preferably animated. Uh, Philip writes The Hobbit. Uh, Mike writes, I'll say Underdog and or Watership Down. I'll say this. I like the Underdog movie. It's not great, but it had Peter Dinklage as the as the evil scientist and Jason Lee plays Underdog. And, uh, <laughs> it made me, it made me, I, was, I, I enjoyed it. Because I watched the cartoon Underdog when I was really young. So I was like, oh, okay, whatever. <laughs> and Todd writes, Where the Wild Things Are. Although I didn't necessarily like the movie that much. I love that movie. Oh my God. I, I never great. saw that. And you know what? That was not a part of my childhood. I feel like a blasphemer. You didn't saying. see Spike Jones Where the Wild Things Are? No, because I never read the book and I figured I wouldn't get it. With the oh, awesome okay. trailer? And... I, I mean, for one thing, the book's like nine pages. I think you can yeah. do that one pretty quickly. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> great animation. Yeah. Or great, great illustration, I should but say. But the, in the movie, the movie's less a child's movie and more of like, here's adults looking back at their childhood in it's this crazy, deep. surreal world. It's okay. really, yeah. I really like I'll that. I'll check it out. I mean, I do like Spike Jones. so. Yeah. See that before you see her. Yeah, yeah. And... I would say Hell's Moving Castle is probably my favorite. I never actually read the book, but I know it's adapted from a book, and it's one of my favorite animated films. Solid. Good one. 
That's Those a good are, movie. I mean, God, there's so many great Japanese animated films. One of my favorites is Paprika. I don't know if it's based off a book, but it's it's amazing. It has like I still get to it's see like it, it's like Inception. I still need to see it. I've seen Perfect Blue. I think that's the same director. But, uh... Is it? Yeah, I think it might be. Man, right. that's a great movie. Uh, last question we had: favorite film rivalries such as Rocky versus Apollo Creed, etc. Abe obviously has East Coast versus West Coast rivalries. I mean, that's just. <laughs> Uh, William, has, William has Sheldon Cooper versus Will Wheaton. Oh my I, goodness! I know that's Wheaton. not technically film, but television. Come on, Will Wheaton. Is that Big Bang Theory again? Yeah, I believe yeah. so. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Notice how I do not watch the Big Bang Theory. So I do. I, I don't watch it. <laughs> I don't know these things. Um, Philip has Frodo versus the One Ring. Mm. <laughs> nice. Jason has Thor versus Loki. On a side note, can't wait for Thor: The Dark World. Or Thor Very 2, true. still Thor. Loki! Thor 2. Still Thor. Thor harder. Still Thor. <laughs> still Thor. Yeah. He did a lot of damage last time. Uh, Joe ha- Joe Jantz has Austin Powers versus Dr. Evil. <laughs> Lawrence Lombardo, early, like, he jumped in at the gut he, here. Yeah, he, he went. Uh, he went. Cast, uh, uh, Troy, uh, Archer versus Caster Troy from Face Off. Uh, Dorothy versus the Wicked Witch. These aren't really rivalries, but just people that faced off against each other once. But I guess Archer vs. Troy is fine. Caster Troy? Wait, what is that? That name sounds From so Face Off. It's, uh, yeah, that's right. It's, that's also, right. it's also the name of the Sean Archer. Sean Archer, yeah. Archer. No, I love Face Off. Caster and Pollux. Caster and Pollux, but they're from Pollux, the story. Yeah. They're from yeah, the Iliad. So yeah, that's that's yeah. where the names come from. Right. Troy, obviously. Uh, the McFlies versus the Tannins. <laughs> uh, William Wallace versus the King of England. Uh, Aladdin versus Jafar. That's a good one. There you go. And he has the best one, Inigo Montoya versus the Six Fingered Man. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's the best rivalry. That's more just like two like enemies. That's not. It's not like the Six Fingered Man. It's not like the Six Fingered Man ever thinks about Inigo Montoya. It's like man. Oh, he does. I would watch the shit out of that. Like, like a celebrity celebrity death match, Inigo Montoya versus the man. One thousand percent. Adam has uh, John McClane and Han Gru- Hans Gruber. And Batman versus the Joker. See, that's a good one. Batman versus the Joker. That's yeah, that's a great one. And uh, Scott Mendelson has X and Sever. Rivalry was downright ballistic. was killed that one. That was that, that was, was epic. Okay, thank you everyone for your feedback, and uh, we've, we I am aware that people have been enjoying us doing the feedback segment. So uh, yeah, we we yeah, certainly appreciate getting it. We're happy to happy to read them out on the show. That's why we created a whole segment focused on this because we got so yeah. much feedback. So. Feedback. Everything is coming up Millhouse. <laughs> uh, okay. Oh my God! Wait, can we talk about our Simpsons quotes now? <laughs> Just lace them in when you feel like it. But I. Um... Well, it like requires explanation. It's like a story quote, not a quote quote. What is it? Go do it now. <laughs> well, there's an there's an episode where I think Lisa's trying to make Homer be a vegetarian, and you know she says you can't eat. You can't eat bacon. He's like, what? No bacon? And then he says, you also can't eat pork. He's like, what? No pork? But ham. And no ham. He's like, what? No ham? And he said, yeah, you can't have any pig at all. And he says, what's a pig? She's like, that's where all this food comes from. And he says, sure, Lisa. There's some magical animal where all this delicious food comes from. Just completely serious. (laughs) One of mine is the runner of... Just them chasing after the pig that's being like about to be barbecued is like, oh, it's just a little dirty. It's still good. It's still good. Yeah. Oh, it's just a little wet. It's still good. It's still good. <laughs> oh, it's just a little airborne. It's still good. It's still good. It's, it's not gone. Dead. I know. <laughs> that's I say Mendoza a lot. 
Mendoza! But I just casually slip it into conversation if something goes wrong. I'm like, ah, Mendoza. That's it. People never, never understand what I'm saying. That's like whenever whenever I guess something and I'm way off, I say, ah, Samsonite. I was way off. (laughs) This concludes our Out Now Simpsons callback. (laughs) Let's get to a little box office talk here. Each week we go over the box office totals for the week and find out if our previous predictions were anywhere close to what actually happened. Abe, do you uh, recall what you... Yeah, I said Cloudy was going to be first, and I think I said $27 million. You said $37 million. $37 uh, Marcus Robinson put $40 million. Mark Hoban went $43 million. I said $33 million. My slightly more modest choice was dead on, pretty much, because Cloudy oh. had the people say first place of $35 million this weekend. Ooh, $2 million. Uh, it's, uh, it's ahead of the first one. Uh, according to Scott Mendelson's box office report, even with inflation, that's still a success. Good for it. It's not a very expensive movie compared to other animated films that I know are like over $100 million. Um, so, uh, Cloudy Pitchuk Meatballs should be successful. Um, and yeah, good yeah, for it. Good job, Sony. Um, let's see. Don John yeah. debuted this week at, uh, fifth place with nine million, but it's, you know, obviously not a very expensive movie to begin with. So good. It's a win for Jiggles. Um, yeah. Rush expanded to all of to theaters all over this weekend and still hit third place with 10 million. Um, What's the Prisoners, uh, was that? Oh, okay. uh, dropped, Just dropping down. Didn't, well, I mean, it's good. It was going to drop regardless, but it didn't drop too badly. It still made a solid $11 million, um, for its second. It was week. first last weekend? It was first last weekend, yes. It was the only thing that came out last weekend. Uh, um, let's see, what else? My schedule is all screwed up because of seeing press screenings. I don't know when anything actually comes out anymore. <laughs> it's all good. It's a, uh, not, a, not a bad problem to have. It's a, that's a first world problem. First see, world problem. Baggage claim. That's a movie that I saw. Um, and reviewed for just seen it. Um, it came in fourth place debut for Paula Patton, nine million. Fourth place. Fourth place. Said. Wow, I can't believe she's married to Robin Thicke. Right? I keep forgetting that, that all the they, time. They've actually they've actually known each other since they were teenagers. Yeah, they were high school sweethearts. Hey, hey, hey. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're gonna you, have to use that ew in more things. Do you think she tried to domesticate it? <laughs> um, I think so. Uh, Dude, oh my god, I read the funniest thing about that song and how it's really about his dog. It was so silly. All right. That's cool. Uh, lastly, 10th place. I still haven't seen this, but I want to. Enough Said, the uh, James Gandolfini, Julie right. Lee's Dreyfus movie. Enough uh, it, Said. It expanded to like another couple hundred theaters this weekend and made good made good enough for 10th place, so good for that. And uh, I haven't seen this either, but Instructions Not Included um, is in 7th place. This is the kind of the, the film Spanish. for the, the – Spanish. Yeah, the Spanish film for the Latin American crowd, I guess. And um, it's because – it's it's this uh it's a Spanish made uh, Spanish made movie um and it's now the biggest I believe the highest grossing Spanish made film outgrossing Pan's Labyrinth in the U S wow. all time. What? What's it about? I have, I have no idea. No what it's idea. About. <laughs> it seems popular. I it doesn't seem to it doesn't have like bad reviews. So uh, yeah, I'm I'm curious. Sure. And uh, cool. yeah, actually, you know, what? I have it right here. Let's see what it's about. <laughs> A man who has made a new life for himself and the, da- and the daughter left on his doorstep six years ago finds his family threatened when the birth mother resurfaces. Mm. Sounds kind of like win-win. <laughs> yeah. A little bit. Or look who's talking. Seems, seems like a feel-good Spanish movie. So, you know, more power to it. Look who's talking three. It was, that's look who's talking now. It'd be look who's talking four. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Don't I worry. I, I, I'm very well, I'm very no, well known on the, the look who's talking I just talking got newer. Look who's talking franchise. And all things Kirstie Alley related, of course. Let's move on now. What time is it? Oh, Aaron and Leah, I believe that it's time for some... Games? Games! 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 That was... That was a... 
uh, composed beautiful. by a lot of people. Thank you. Thank you. All right. That was and ladies and gentlemen, I did say games. There are two. One of them is five questions. The other one is ten. First question is called, or the first game is uh, mix and mash. I was taking a bath, splish splash, everything else that rhymes with it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Bert. My goodness gracious! It's actually it's actually a category from Jeopardy. It's uh, I believe it's their potpourri category where they they mix a lot of names together. Um, so, for Potions example, potables. Oh, is that what it is? No, it, they, that, that, that's therapist. The <laughs> potpourri, potent potables, uh, and so foods an example, that end in hamburger. <laughs> I love that one. Um, so an example would be, don't be surprised if this black and white bear is serving you some delicious chow mein with no MSG added at this restaurant. And the answer Panda would be... Panda Express. Panda Bear Express. Oh, got it. Right. So we got a, we got a mix of It's like Wheel of Fortune, too. Wheel of Fortune has a Yeah, so there's actually two movie titles, uh, in, in these five questions here. So, all right. Okay. Wait, so Panda Bear and the Express? Yeah, it'd be Panda Bear Express, because okay. the question is... Gotcha. Kung Fu Panda, the Express? <laughs> Panda Bear Express. Okay, whatever, go. So, all right. First question. If Ang Lee had directed this animated ant named Flicked being shipwrecked in the middle of the ocean with a tiger... A Bug's Life of Pi. That is correct! Okay. Eric. Wow. Okay, yeah. so we're just shouting them out? Is this how it's Sorry, I, uh, Yeah, I'm supposed to say There's my no name. buzzer. I apologize. No, we're supposed to say our name first and then the answer. I apologize oh. for shouting out a term, but I got really excited. In this case, you can say New Earth and Fink can say Fink. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, I'm still Eric. Leah, guys. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> oh, really? Are you? <laughs> One and only. <laughs> All right. Number two. If Hollywood had gotten involved, you may have seen a lame movie about an animal expert who teaches you about crocodiles while falling in love with a woman in Los Angeles and about knives. Can't forget knives. Uh. uh what? Can you do if Hollywood had gotten involved... You may have seen a lame movie about an animal expert who teaches you about crocodiles uh, while falling in love with the a crocodile woman. Crocodile Hunter Dundee? That is correct. Oh, that's I'll, good. I'll accept it, Fink. All right, thanks. <laughs> uh, well, wait, croc... Okay, yeah, go. Crocodile, crocodile Dundee Hunter? Hunter? Is that what it's supposed no, to be? No, it's actually Crocodile Hunter Dundee. Okay. That's what he said. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. I was just, I was just I making said, sure. But just saying that, you know, you gotta, you gotta say Fink in the first part. Yeah, oh, you got it. Okay, yeah. I got yeah. too excited as well. <laughs> All right. Number three, good thing Nicholas Halt didn't have to battle any Hollywood execs who may have wanted to make a healthy veggie-eating image for their giants. Otherwise, the title may have been known as this. Uh, can you do it one more time? Sure. Good thing Nicholas Halt didn't have to battle any any Hollywood execs who may have wanted to make a more healthy veggie-eating image for their giants. Otherwise, the title may have been this. I have no idea. Well, um, yeah, I I know it's Jack the Giant Slayer, but I don't know what the other part is. Yeah. What's a what's a vegetable loving giant? Oh, uh, Jolly, Jolly. Green. You're, yeah. Now so, put it all together. Okay. That's not a Jack, movie. You're making, you're, you're making it sound like it's supposed to be a movie. Jack and the Jolly Green Giant Slayer. Jack the Jolly Green Giant Slayer. I'll give is, that to you, Fink. This, this game is wildly inconsistent. <laughs> I know. I thought it was two movies. <laughs> Sorry. There need to be two movies involved. <laughs> Sorry. That was, that was more about a product placement that we're not getting money for. All right. These, these last two are. All right. Number four. If this futuristic movie about precogs was instead centered around mall cops on segways, it may have been not so good. But the title was Minority. Been... Wait. What? 
<laughs> Minority Observe and Report. That is correct. Nice. Ah. Uh, that was good. That was pretty good. That was good. <laughs> and number five. That was like Jeopardy good. <laughs> Last one. If only Judge Reinhold had had a Japanese import car souped up with Nas, he may have not needed to fantasize about getting with Phoebe Cates. New worth. Okay, hold on. <laughs> All right. Um, fast and Furious Times at Ridgemont High? That is correct! Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, unfortunately, Aaron Evan Fink... Actually, yeah, no, Aaron Evan Fink, you, you win. You get three out of five. So, good job on that one. Thank you. All right, the next one is called... Rush! <laughs> oh, dear. That's lame. Anyway, uh, these are movies about people that are rushing in the movies and or car racing. So you have to name either the character and or the, the movie. All right, so pretty easy. Uh, number one, in this film, Tom Cruise races past his adversaries while searching for the truth in a Lexus concept car. New Earth, Minority Report? That is correct. I've never seen that. Really? Oh, it's so good. Uh, that's like top three Spielberg movies for me. Number two. I'd go there. Yeah. Race past your rivals on your Firebolt 3000 in this wizarding game from this. Think. Uh, Quidditch in Harry Potter. That is correct. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Number three. <laughs> uh, film and television. <laughs> Number three. After an accident takes Martin out of the race, Bart agrees to race the honor roller in a soapbox derby to end all soapbox derbies in this show. The Simpsons? I'll accept it. New, New, New Earth, The Simpsons, and the episode is called Saturdays of Thunder. I was going to oh. ask, for brownie points, name the actual episode, and wow. congratulations, it is Saturdays of Thunder. <laughs> all right, number four. Mendoza. If it had been for... <laughs> Mendoza. Mendoza. Number four. Mendoza. <laughs> live forever. Number four. If it hadn't been for rickety old sled, maybe this Jamaican team would have rushed into our hearts and New been Olympic. Cool Thanks. runnings. Yeah, cool cool runnings. Running. Oh snap! That was a New Earth question. All right. Number yes. five. This imagine. I love that our podcast panel is cool enough where all of us were able to chime in at the same time to say cool running. Say cool running. <laughs> starring Leon. <laughs> Feel the rhythm. Feel the rhyme. Get on up. Pop up time. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> Number five. This imaginative and quirky character dreams that he races past all competitors in the Tour de France on his big red bike in this 1985 Tim Burton cult classic or cult comedy classic. Think. Pee-wee's Big Adventure? That is yeah. correct. Yeah. Number six. In order to save the sport of racing and keep his family safe, this racer must complete or compete in a deadly race while being cheered on by his family, girlfriend Trixie, and chimpanzee. Speed Bank. racer. That is correct. Speed yeah. Racer. <laughs> Number seven. After learning a serious lesson in humility, this racer uh, learns to face his fears of drifting from an old-timer after serving his community service in the newer, newer, Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift. Yeah. That is incorrect. Oh, didn't finish, you, you didn't finish the question. Yeah. All right. After learning a serious lesson in humility, this racer learns to face his fears of drifting from an old timer. After serving his community service in this Route 66 town in this 2006. Ah. For the steal, anybody? Anybody? I don't have it. Say the last part. Oh, furious. Oh, two. Oh, yeah, okay, cars. Say the I last part out loud again. Old-timer. Route 66 right. town. 
Alright, number eight. A small town racer yearns for bigger things and finally gets his chance when it's uncovered that there's no rule that says snails can't race in the Indy 500. Turbo. Thank you, Turbo. Leah. <laughs> I'm going to give it to Leah, Turbo. Ah. Alright. <laughs> movie's terrible. Oh, no, it wasn't terrible. It's terrible. It's just not very good. Number nine. In this 1986 film, a small-town leader of a greaser gang named Ace, who ends up playing chicken with a large truck and ultimately wins, because why not, uh, also stars a pudgy Jerry O'Connell. Uh, New Earth, stand by me. Oof, New Earth. Shoot! <laughs> last, and, uh, last one. In the future, past and present, this young man never gets away from having to race away from a group of bullies, either on foot, with a skateboard, or with a hoverboard. Think Back to the Future. Think. All right. One, two, and three. <laughs> exactly. Past, present, and future. <laughs> oh, man. Aaron Fink. Ooh, this with is my morning. Question, with one question ahead of New Earth, man. Good job. You win Thank both you. games. Thank you. Games. Games. Mendoza! Leah, Leah, say yeah games once. Yeah games. There we go. And that's the clip that we're going to use forever. Save it. <laughs> All right, moving on. Let's get to Out Now presents What's Out Now. These are new movies coming out on DVD, Blu-ray, VOD, what have you this week. We got a few here. I have This Is The End. Yay. Yes. Um, is it? Is it, Jay? <laughs> is it compelling me? <laughs> the cru- the no. Crudes. Didn't see it. I think, I'm, I think I'm reviewing the Blu-ray. So. Uh, cool. Let me know how that is. Yeah. Fright Night 2, direct what? to DVD. No. Fright Night 2. Direct to DVD. No. Yeah. We'll see. I think I'm also uh. reviewing that also on Blu-ray. So. Okay, yeah, let me know about that, because I really liked Fright Night, actually. I did, yeah. I was a big fan of Fright Night. It was so Buffy-esque because of, uh, what's her name, writing it? Marty Noxon. It was a it was a solid remake. I enjoyed that one. Uh, the Little Mermaid 3D hits Blu-ray this week. What? <gasps> You know where most of that movie takes place? Under the sea! Under the sea! Under the sea! The Wizard of Oz 3D Blu-ray hits the... Wait, isn't that in theaters as well? It was, and then Metallica shunted it out because it's like, sleep and what? I open and leave! And then now it's on a now it's on Blu-ray. Shunt rhymes with one of my favorite words. Oh, punt? Punt! Yeah. Wow. Also, James Hunt, you know, he's pretty good. He's a, he's a cool guy. Yeah, you get to see um, both smiles from Chris Hemsworth. That's a that's an ass joke. Um, okay, uh-huh. moving uh-huh. on. What? We got next week's show. We are talking about Gravity. Woo! I am excited. You, you should know, all be. I excited. am as well. We're all excited. So with that said, what do we think it's going to do with the box office? Is, is it coming out with anything else? Um, it comes out with um, the Ben Affleck, Justin Timberlake thriller. Ooh, runner, runner, runner. Yeah. yikes! I think I'm mm. seeing that on Wednesday. Something. Yeah. I'm gonna say oh. that gravity is gonna come in. Uh, mm. Let me see here. Maybe what's what's number one this week? Cloudy Tuesday. Uh, so, uh, yeah. Let's see. Yeah, runner, gravity runner. Gravity number one, twenty-two million. Wow. Hi. That's, that's what you're saying. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna say. Uh, I'm gonna say fourth place, and I don't want to, but I'm just gonna guess Pretty fourth low. place. Pretty low yeah. for, a, for a George Clooney Sandra Bullock movie in sci-fi. 
<laughs> yeah, but people are just like, oh, what's this movie about? They're just in space. Like, they don't understand. Space is a scary place. Remember, remember how Elysium wasn't number one, even though it had Matt Damon and Jodie Foster in a sci-fi movie? Matt Oh, wait, Damon. that didn't happen. It was It was a terrible one. film, that's why. It was number one. Was it really? Okay, okay, I'll, I'll change it. I'll, I'll say third place. <laughs> okay. <laughs> with, uh, with, you know, like a solid, like, 11 million. You know the I ads have been everywhere for this movie, right? Yeah. I know, I but... second so. place, uh, let's go 17. 17. All right. I'll say first place, and I'll, since I don't have to go much higher, I'll go stronger. I'll say, I'll say 24 million. Wow. Jack Bauer. That gives me... You just prices righted me, you butthead. I did, yeah. <laughs> you butthead. Thank you, Mr. Butthead. Tannen. Um, let's see. Let's, um, let's... Stay out of your mom for me. <laughs> <laughs> now, Biff. Okay. <laughs> Biff, don't con me. <laughs> oh, sorry, Mr. McFly. I'm sorry, Mr. McFly. I was <laughs> that second of coat on just now. <laughs> now, Biff. <laughs> Oh, hey, Marty. That's my favorite. Biff. Oh, hey, Marty. <laughs> when he comes in with the box all excited. Oh, like, <laughs> oh, hey, Marty. That's my favorite Biff reading <laughs> in that movie. We're all waxed up, ready for tonight. Right. <laughs> all right. Uh, sorry, guys, but um, that's that's it. We, uh, we've had a lot of fun here, but that's going to have to do it for this week's episode about Now They're in an Ape. Right. You can find... You can find more of my work on my personal blog, thecodezeek.com, where you can find all my written movie reviews, as well as at ysaboo.com for my Blu-ray reviews. You can also find me at twitter.com slash ps 3 and I will be on the PBS series, Just Seen It, this week, talking about baggage claim. I believe yeah. this week's show, correct? And, uh, yeah, so there's that. And the Akapod Crane cast, gotta plug that, Sleepy Hollow. Yeah. <laughs> Please let me be a guest on that. I, yeah, sure, at some point, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm digging that show a lot. Please let me be a guest on that, too. If you're watching it, Abe. <laughs> I have never seen episode we'll see we're still working out the kinks of the show <laughs> it's like equal parts lost in buffy it's so good yeah uh you can find more fun stuff at walrusmoose.blogspot.com and twitter.com slash walrusmoose hashtag ichabod cranecast thank you nice leah um i'm on twitter z-o-m-g underscore it's underscore leah l-e-a-h and i'm everywhere else on the interwebs as leah deuce hit me up y'all and aaron uh yeah i'm on i'm on the twits uh should just be uh aaron fink 89 or aaron evan fink i think is what it is actually and uh i'm on just seen it uh which is on pbs channels all over the country uh, go to justseenit.com to find out where and what time we're playing. Uh, we're also on youtube.com slash justseenitreviews and facebook.com slash justseenit. And, of course, you can find out all the other episodes of That Now with Aaron and Abe on iTunes and at Stitcher. Also at hhwld.com where you can find all the episodes there along with other shows about comics, TV, games, but stuff like that. Games! Games! <laughs> Mendoza! You can also find all our episodes over at outnow.podman.com, including exclusives such as Q&As, as well as nights. Uh, you can also check out our YouTube page, youtube.com slash outnowpodcast, where you can find the main reviews of the week, about 20, 30 minutes each. We might be changing that up. Not sure yet. Ooh, out now after dark. Outnowpodcast at gmail.com. Feel free to email us your thoughts on Claudia Pachanza Beatles 2, Rush, or anything else that's, you know, coming this way that you're excited about or just want to, you know. Give us a shout-out or say anything, really. Uh, you can also check out our Facebook.com slash podcast where you can interact with us as well as uh, answer our questions or ask your own questions. We'd be more than happy to read your answers out on the air as well as read uh, answer your questions that you've asked us on the air. 
and twitter.com says out now underscore podcast. We, uh, we got a lot of new likes on the Facebook page this week and we also got some new follows on the uh, Twitter. So, uh, feel free to, you know, join both of those. But yeah, follow Twitter and we'll, you know, we'll tweet back at you. Yeah, it's an intense rivalry. We're trying to get the, uh, the same number of followers as well as the same number of likes. It's going to be uh, intense here. It's the true Nikki Lauda versus James Hunt match that we've all been waiting for. The Twitter exactly. and Facebook race for out now podcast. Exactly. James Hunt is Facebook and Nikki Lauda is the intense Twitter. Uh, you can also check out our uh, Tumblr page, out now podcast.tumblr.com, where we uh, re-tumble? Recycle? What's the term for that? Uh, you know, yeah, reblog. Reblog. Yeah. Leah had a, a nice little Gremlins thing that we reblogged, as well as uh, yeah. we everything that we find uh, around the internet that's funny. Um, so check us out there. So yeah, that's, uh, that's going to do it. Thank you guys for coming on. This yeah, thanks, guys. Today. Yeah. Thanks for having me. I always love being on the show. Sure. Ooh. Same thing. And Third time's a char. Look at all these games I won. Woo! <laughs> yeah, I have to bring all your prizes up. Um, yes. But yeah, until next time, uh, we're talking when we talk about gravity, which should, I'm, all, I'm all kinds of excited for. Um, that's gonna do it. So, so long. And goodbye. Bye.
bad game. Shunt rhymes with one of my favorite words. Oh, punt? Punt! The foodables, man!